everyone. Uh, we have a really, really fun episode today. All the Seeking Derangements guys came through. But before we start, uh, you may have noticed today, uh, Thursday, that uh, Democratic leadership is once again aligned in trying to condemn and isolate Representative Ilan Omar because of Representative Omar's comments about Israel's war crimes, America's war crimes, and making equivalents of those. Uh, we uh, always stand with Representative Omar and especially stand with her comments here. She's one of the only federally elected Democrats who has the courage to talk about this stuff. And of course, uh, a contingent led by Representative Brad Schneider, who is the uh, Democratic rep for Lincolnshire in Illinois, actually, is uh, demanding that she clarify her comments, which are already pretty clear. We know what this is a setup to. We know what they want to do. Uh, that letter was co-signed by people higher up in Democratic leadership, like uh, New York's own, my own congressman, Jerry Nadler. Uh, we think it's more important now than ever right now to stand up to ADL and APAC and let people know that we stand with Representative Omar. So, you know, call your representatives. We're going to put the contact for everyone who signed this letter and for Democratic leadership, including Hakeem Jeffries, Nancy Pelosi, and Steny Hoyer, who also put out a statement condemning Omar. Uh, we have to show up huge here. We have to really make this not worth it for them, and we really have to make them feel the pain of them doing this. We can't let them just fucking get away with this and hope that they don't strip Omar or censure her. I mean, uh, she needs our support. I mean, the, 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 it's obvious. Like what they what they want to accomplish with this is to have her removed from the Foreign Affairs Committee. And if it's just there's, you know, the value of having even just one person in the Democratic Caucus, let alone a seat on the House Foreign Affairs Committee, who's willing to speak honestly about, um, yeah, like the uh, holding account to America and Israel to the same standards that we demand to the rest of the world to be held to as it comes to human rights and war crimes and things like that. And, you know, like we also know how powerful the APAC lobby is and how much money and power that they wield in Washington. And all we have on our side is just people who agree and uh, people who agree with the, uh, Congressman Omar and uh, understand that her comments are not controversial in the slightest and, in fact, are the bare minimum of what an elected representative should be required to uh, acknowledge at the very, very least. So, uh, yeah, we're going to put those numbers in the show info. And if you feel like dialing, now would be a very good time to do it. It's easy. Uh, it's quick. You really get to lodge how fucking upset this makes you. Uh, the thing with uh, congressional staffers is they are certainly more afraid of you than you are of them. Uh, you know, don't go crazy. Don't, you know, do the Pokeball thrown at the, <laughs> the flashbang. Don't say that. Just tell them, you know, we're, we're sick of this. We're sick of you contributing to the death threats and uh, harassment against Representative Omar. Ask them if they condone that. Ask them how much is enough for Israel. Um, no, she needs our support, and I know you guys will show up. All right, on to today's episode with Seeking Derangements. This is foundational, like, seeking derangements Jacques Allure. Like, this is, like, the er Jacques moment. There's a lot of them, but, like, this is particularly special. Sorry, Jacques. 
So I'm at a house party, and it is the busiest Friday night of Lafayette, Louisiana all year. It is the Friday night of Festival International, which is <laughs> a reoccurring festival in Louisiana in Lafayette for free, and with lots of musicians from internationally, whatever. So I went to the festival, and then I was like really depressed already, and I was like, I'm just gonna get drunk. So I'm just getting wasted at a you know, like a house party mm. and all these people are outside that I know. And like I'm, the band just started and uh, I'm like, fuck this. It's like, I'm bored. I'm depressed. I'm just going to walk home. It's like less, it's like a 10 minute walk to my apartment. Mm -hmm. So I walk between two cars in front of this house and a car <laughs> takes a sharp right from a side street and races down the street at the same time and strikes me. <laughs> And hits me from the backside, and I flipped over, over the fucking car, and landed into broken glass bottles. Ugh. And everyone oh at that, everyone at this house party stopped talking and was watching this. There's about forty people outside, and about thirty of them I had known since elementary school. Um, and and someone screams, "Hey, Jacques just got hit!" And the band stops. You know that kind of like classic like noise when like someone drops. It was like, a record scratch. Scratch. It was, yeah, it was like yeah, it was like a big swing band. And, they started um, playing so, the Kirby Enthusiasm song. <laughs> so the crowd outside begins to approach me and the car, and the car speeds off. Uh -huh. And so I so it was a hit and run, and they still didn't get charged with that either. Yeah, yeah. It was like a cop or a judge's son or something. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. whatever. Well, I mean, that's I mean, so I have whoever it was like they must have been really blind because like Jacques, like back then you you wore like see through like uh, like PVC <laughs> skirts like reflective. orange neon shit <laughs> like <laughs> there's there's li literally no excuse like you could have showed up like seconds before like uh, I mean th th there's no way that that car did not see you. As you walked out, I think that they, they, yeah, that's precisely it. Well, I mean, it if the, it was uh, a, the international I, I, I festival, I would have sped up. Fe festival <laughs> International. Fe festival festival yes. International in, in Lafayette, Louisiana. All I got to say, it sounds dangerous. So, my message to anyone considering going to Festival International is this do not come. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. It's canceled. It's canceled. It used come. to be. A, it was a free festival for twenty years, and then they canceled it because they couldn't keep up during COVID. Uh, that's, yeah, that's it, also it, my instead of going to Festival International, you can go to the Frequency Fest that's uh, happening exactly the same time. <laughs> hey, instead instead of going to a festival, just get hit by the car. Like, take the middleman out. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that was like the beginning of the end for Festival International? <laughs> oh, for me it was. I didn't want to go back out. After that, I was like, fuck this. I was actually like not feeling it that year because it was the first year that they had had more local bands than international bands. And the headliner. Well, then that's for just not that's not the Festival International. No. Yeah. And the, the headliner for this festival was Steel Pulse, which is like one of the all time worst 80s reggae bands. I want to live in your house. 
Hell like, yeah, dude. People, people that should have died died long a time ago. <laughs> um, it sounds that, like, yeah, it sounds like there was a lot of like negative energy in the air. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, I was like super depressed too. But I, I so I broke both my shoulders, <laughs> both my collarbones. Oh my God. You can see all the scars on the back of my arm right here from where the the glass went in and came out for the oh next God. month and a half. And now I have two separate permanent back injuries. I have an acute if, bulging If we don't disc. stop, Jock, he will, he will just be naked by the end of the episode showing us all of the injuries. Yeah, on his uh, I was thinking of, of DMing you guys being like, steal yourselves. Like, Jacques might show up like completely shirtless. Like, it's it's happened before he did it will for happen my again. episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for my last episode of Seeking Derangements. Jacques just entered like in underwear. <laughs> I think that was, was pretty in underwear the whole time. <laughs> I think that was pretty unhinged on that episode. I'll, I'll, I can episode. admit that it was a that good was episode. Fun. Well, I should probably uh, officially start the show in case you uh, haven't figured it oh, out. Please, today. it's uh, it's me and Felix joining you today. But of course, uh, guests for today's episode are <laughs> seeking derangements and the and also the Chapo debut of Jacques. Jacques. I'm so excited. Fan, fan favorite. Uh, <laughs> by popular demand, Jacques is here. The 12 people like... who've, who've asked. <laughs> Look, I'll tell y'all. People from my hometown, when I was first on Pod About List, were like, oh my God. Messaging me like, oh my God, I can't believe you finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, no, yeah. The only way out of Jacques' hometown is like in, in a... Yeah. A Zyco band, a coffin, <laughs> or a podcast. <laughs> a podcast by way of severe injury due to 12 hit and runs. Yeah. Will and Felix were too nice to say this, but uh, they actually got DMs from from our rabid fans like of, of like uh, like Will's Will's mom's car license plate. Uh, like they, they found pictures, pictures of Will's of, cats. Of Marty. Look, look, look. Yeah, my, I just want to be. I just want to be clear here. My mom. That's her old license plate, which she got changed after a trip to Lafayette, Louisiana, a few years ago. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. Felix well, got a sure. picture of Mary Lois, like with a gun pointed at her, like through the window. Like it was. It, even, it had to happen. Let's yeah, be honest. Even, even, even like seeking derangements fans in Russia, they showed up to Buddy the Sable's house <laughs> and like pointed a rifle <laughs> through the window. <laughs> well, okay, the I real reason crazy. we're on is because it's the um, it's the Pride Spectacular. You have to have your gay friends. Yeah, yeah. It, yep. it's it's the it, official it, it, gay shame episode. We have to like undo <laughs> all the all the shit from uh, gay pride discourse. We have See, to like <laughs> bury all that un- I under say, shame. Like we, we need to, we need I to think teach the, gay people to be ashamed again. I think the puppy play mask you're wearing, Will, is a little bit too much. I think it's a, it's overperformative oh, ally. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> we get it. Well, look, you're an I ally. Mean, like, I just yeah. Like I, first they said I couldn't come to pride uh, events because I'm straight, and then they said I couldn't come to pride parades in a full leather dog. Outfit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, free, that's why Frequency Fest happened. <laughs> you, you sound like that Catholic priest quote about the Holocaust. Like first they came for the. <laughs> <laughs> They came for the cis white guys, then they came for the kinksters. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I mean, I'll say it right now. I like your pup play mask. I think it's oh, uh, thank you. It really, it's very really fetching. Adds, makes you look younger than the rest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's get into uh, today's today's agenda. And uh, the first thing I want to talk about is magnetism. I'm talking about oh, yes. the human vaccine caused <laughs> magnetism. And my new personal physician, uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. <laughs> so 
Uh, this is this is. Let's, Y'all, let's your it. your bitch might be a dime. Mine, she a ten penny. <laughs> <laughs> got ten pennies. <laughs> My bitch a ten yeah. penny, y'all. I don't like. Damn, how she, I, she got into medical school just like out of nepotism because her dad was the lead antagonist in GTA San Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a fake oh. name. I can't. Yeah. I can't believe it. Dude, Dr. Tenpenny and Dr. Shane LaHood should marry. Yeah, your personal physician, Dr. Shane LaHood. (laughs) I should open a matchmaking services exclusively for for fake doctors. (laughs) Okay, now stop right now. Dr. Shane LaHood. We're not getting to Shane LaHood. If you want to learn more about Dr. Shane LaHood, you can listen to our our, our Patreon episodes where we go into it at length. It is Jacques Pill Doctor. Anyways, well, I'll say one thing about him. Just one one thing. Yes, yes. Look, look, look. He is the best doctor in all of Louisiana. That's it. That's all I have to say. All right. Okay, so uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny is um, this is this, she's, she's she's an expert called to give testimony um, in, in the Ohio state government regarding the issue of vaccines and the magnetism that they cause in people. So uh, let's queue up uh, the first one of these clips and take a look at uh, my personal physician. Thinking, if there is a, if you can think of any other product in any other industry that has killed more than five thousand people, stated in the VAERS database, and even if only half of those are true. 2,500 deaths in six months of use, and it's still full court press, full steam ahead. So it makes one have to wonder why. Why are we still doing this? Why are we putting people into nursing homes like that happened in New York and put people with with known COVID into places? I love her. Yeah. Yeah. She's such uh, a you know, I need to smoke a blunt with this facts. bitch. <laughs> 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 All right. So that, that was that was that was that was Dr. Tenpenny talking about how dangerous the vaccine is. <laughs> um, in the context of talking about how we don't need the vaccine because COVID is not dangerous. So the, yeah. let's just say by for conservative right. estimate, the 2,500 people killed by the vaccine is a bigger public health threat than, again, let's be, just take the, cut the numbers in half, the 300,000 people killed by, <laughs> killed by COVID. <laughs> but um, let, let's get into some more of the details about, about what, uh, what, so sort of the superpowers that the vaccine can grant you. And some of the information that I think had been discussed on your podcast related to EMF frequencies. That was a thought. And that was because now, because right now we're all <laughs> yeah, kind came of on, hypothesizing. Uh, I mean, episode sixty-eight on Patreon. Transmitted that's causing all of these things. Is it a combination of the protein, which now we're finding has a metal attached to it? I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the internet of people who've had these shots and now they're magnetized. They can put a key on their no. forehead; it sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them. Because now we think that there's a metal piece to that. There has been people who've long I, suspected that there was some sort of an interface, yet to be defined, an interface between what's being injected in these shots and all the, the quotes around interface. <laughs> not proven yet, but we're trying to figure out what is it that's being transmitted to no, these not unvaccinated proven. people. Very judicious of her. Yeah, no, yes. is, look, she's, she's not. She, she, she's not going to go out on, an, on a limb here. She's going to make very qualified yeah. statements about She's how the, the vaccine may interface with 5G towers and we've all seen the videos <laughs> of it magnetizing people. I just love okay, that she's, she's literally upset. spinning like, facts. We've all seen the video. We've all seen the video. Also, seen the, the, video. The, the entire cast behind her looks like a full room of wet brains. <laughs> like yeah. she had to get someone that would believe all of this. Okay, she, yeah, it's, like, it's like in the like look fat video how the only people in the audience are just like like Iowa manatees yes. who when jo- Joe goes like look fat they're like 
approval. They all look like they share the same brain cell. Yeah, everyone there just that that is the fluoride stare. Absolutely. I like I love the idea about the the vaccine giving making you magnetic because it's like look. Even if 2,500 people have been killed by this vaccine, I think that's a small price to pay for creating a certain, like, a, a sort of stable of X-Men, like, powers in the larger... Literally. So larger I was population. literally... Yeah. I was literally about to bring up the sounds like the plot line for the upcoming X-Men movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tying um, in my, Corona. My favorite thing that um, Dr. Tenpenny said, she claimed to have spent, I think it was 11,000 hours studying vaccine data... <laughs> And if you if you factor the numbers, how how many hours it's been since the state of uh, state of emergency in Ohio? That's twenty two hours a day. <laughs> so she's, and honestly, that I I'd believe it. She's on yeah. something. Um, I want to be a ten penny. She's cranked up. Yeah. Uh, but like uh, I, I the, the like magnetized children is like one of my favorite crank beliefs because like you always, you always see these like videos of like it's always like invariably like a Russian child and he's just got yeah. like ten spoons hanging yeah. off of him, but they're always on the chest. They're like they're hanging off the arm, which yeah. is an indication that the the magnetic properties of these of these indigo children, these these magnet children, just is, they're just sweaty. Just, yeah, it, it's just they're just sticky. Children are just sticky. They're clammy. They have, they have, they're clammy. They have clammy <laughs> flesh. And to yeah. that end, uh, Chris, can you play the video of the Ohio nurse demonstrating love the, oh my the magnetic yes. power she is such of a the vaccine? <laughs> vaccine. She, she, she's our new. Bit. She's our new uh, paralegal for seeking derangement. She's of this. amazing. I'm scared of this new future. She's so sick. Yes, vaccines do harm people. By the way, so I just <laughs> found out something when I was on lunch, and I wanted to show it to you. You were talking about oh yes, Dr. Tenpenny's testimony about magnetic. Vaccine Dr. crystals. So this is what I found out. So I have a key and a bobby pin here. So she just took a key just flat on her chest, which is like not just like right above her like clammy yeah. ass. Tits. Okay, now, now she's now she's sticking it on her neck, and it's just oh, it's falling off. off. It's just falling off. <laughs> yeah, now she's doing the bobby pin. These people like neck. obviously <laughs> like these people probably don't have working air conditioning at home, and it's like super fucking humid. It's it's Ohio. Any questions? Like. They're just sweaty. Like, put some talcum over it. Is such, oh. She's such an alpha about it because she goes from she goes from putting the key just like right above her tits, where it's like, okay, gravity's at play here. Clearly, you have like a yeah. large sur- <laughs> a larger surface area of metal than you do above a, like a bobby pin. Then she tries to put the key on her neck. Clear. She realizes she's like, this is not working. <laughs> and then she reaches for the bobby pin and just like holds it there and is like, uh, can someone explain this? Does someone want to explain okay. what's happening right now? Do we have any questions? Like, it's so alpha. Oh, look, the thing is, is that no one's going to believe that story if she doesn't have giant, big knockers. Yeah. It's not going to work. It's not, no one's going to buy magnetism. <laughs> if Amber, unless... if Big Titty Amber was, was on the stand, they would they would have been... stopped the, the 5G <coughs> coronavirus vaccine rollout. Look, Honestly, if this wasn't such a sausage party, I'd be a lot more on it, you know, interested in this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I, I, she has um the accent that you look for in that's the high IQ woman's accent, where it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's sort of like it's sort of like the tonality of it is sort of like Adam ruins everything, mm-hmm. but like when it's on, when it's on a man, it's an Adam ruins everything type guy, but when it's on a woman, it's like the most insane woman you've ever met. Totally. Where it's like their teeth are kind of clenched almost. She has seen every single NCIS episode and is smarter than, <laughs> yes. than anybody yeah. in the world. Yes. She, she has figured the, the, it out. Yes. The first time I heard that accent, it was when I was working at a bar and it was this woman who was like, 
convinced we stole her keys. Love that. Like, not even yeah. her car keys. Well, I mean, like the you, keys to her house. They were just sticking to you. You didn't steal yeah, them. No, they, they, just, just, they were just like, stuck on your right chest there. or arm. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, sometimes, yeah. like, I'll, I'll, like, come home or, like, drunk or depressed or something. I'll just, like, get into bed immediately and I'll wake up and there'll be change on me. If I were one of these people, I'd be, oh, I'm just, I'm magnetic. I'm now. vaccinated. Yeah. I'm vaccinated. Can I, can I, can I tell a really, okay, my, my friend will sometimes wake up with, like, 10 or 20, um, call, like, phone chargers on him and he will have just gone and walked and found every open car in his neighborhood and just taken their charger from their car the the vaccine will do that to you as well yeah that's a side effect of the vaccine the vaccine will make you take uh wire cutters to go into starbucks and free (laughs) the aluminum creamer dispenser and sell it for scrap That sounds about so right i think i did that like two days after (laughs) as long as you're talking about Weird science and technology. I've got I got another story that I I, I, I have to get Palma's input on, and that is the fact oh, that please. El Salvador is going to become the first nation in the world to make Bitcoin legal tender. And El Salvador, really yeah, scary. yeah, El Salvador's president is making a big push to attract I love him. Um, uh, crypto entrepreneurs. And I just want to say here, like it says here, this is from Reuters. Does money grow on volcanoes? El Salvador <laughs> explores Bitcoin mining. And basically, they're going to um, uh, turn over the, uh, the sort of nationalized geothermal power plant that um, is basically powered by a volcano. And they're gonna, it's going to be a clean source of Bitcoin mining. And it yeah. says, yeah, here, dude, it, it's, it's so cool that he's doing this because, like, this is very obviously just like a, a pitch to, um, like, basically just trying to par- like, try to do the same thing that happened in February, like, to just pump up Bitcoin as much as possible, like do some Elon, Elon Musk shit. And it's absolutely going to backfire on him immediately. Like that's, he's, he's parlaying money that he gets from the U.S. government for this. And you like, can tell by looking at him, like there's a high correlation between the kind of guy who wears like a suit jacket and a baseball cap and losing millions in crypto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how do you pronounce his name? It's Naib uh, Bukele. Is that Bukele. what you say? Yes, I believe it's Naib, Naib Bukele. Bukele. Um, and yeah, like like he he is he's, he's sort of he's he's making a pitch to become the crypto president of the crypto nation. But like like mm-hmm. Palmer, like how would yeah. you describe like his, his sort of personality in politics? Uh, if I could just reduce it to one word, and it would be very easy to do so. With other people, it, it, it might be harder. But for this guy, it's super easy. Uh, it's it's swag. Like this, this is the man who, who is, <laughs> If you look at his DNA, yeah. like uh, if he went like uh, I don't know, like Star Wars Episode One on him, like his his swag midichlorian account is like off the fucking charts. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. He looks like the kind of guy. He, okay, he's the kind of guy who gets his beard tr- like not faded, but like trimmed every single day, like lined up every single morning, lines it up, yeah. fresh lined up. Suit jacket, his, baseball his hat. Best friend he looks is his like barber. someone who would corner you at a party just on so much blow and tell you about his like drop shipping business for like pocket squares. <laughs> that's why. That's, that's why. That's like why like Palestinian and Jewish diaspora should be friends because we have a similar thing where it's like for the men, it's either like you're kind of bookish or cerebral. Mm-hmm. Or you like have you're a hustle like, patroneur. <laughs> yeah, you have like you have kind of a fade. You have a digital beard, like the most <laughs> oh beard in the world. And, that's, and you're like, and you're, yeah. and you're, yeah, and you're like, I want to be like, I want to do the show Ballers, but for esports. <laughs> oh, I want to, yeah. I want to be, yeah, I want to be like 
I want to open a restaurant where you get jeans tailored while you eat. <laughs> and that, like, that's that's what that's you know those are the two types of us, and that's why we should. Yeah, he, he, be he's the type of guy people. to like fly Salt Bay out to like his country. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think he did do that. <laughs> He's pretty I, good I would not looking. be surprised like if, if they had like a probe later on like after he's he's out of uh, out of office like guaranteed like at least several receipts like uh, yeah. like at Salt Bay's restaurant. He, no, he's absolutely used taxpayer money to fly Salt Bay out. He absolutely he absolutely dresses like a men's rights activist. Yeah, it's kind of that. We're right. constantly wearing yeah. a backwards white baseball cap. Yeah, I doing love him. this. So like he, he rules um, on his official Twitter account. Um, it just says here like you know. Uh, it's, you know, he's responding to someone who says crypto investors and entrepreneurs will start to move to El Salvador, like exclamation point. And he says, he's making the pitch here and he says, number one, great weather, world-class surfing beaches, beachfront properties Fact. for Fact. sale. Number Fact. two, one of the few countries in the world with no property tax. Number three, Fact. no capital gains tax for hashtag Bitcoin. Since you can get your ear currency. removed and sent to your parents for free. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and number four, immediate permanent residence for crypto entrepreneurs. And I, I, saw, I saw a crypto entrepreneur respond to this, and they said, uh, I really appreciate everything um, President Bukele is doing, but um, the problem is that there's just not enough good enough, there's not a good enough, there's not really a high enough quality of Airbnb-style experiences in El Salvador <laughs> yet. <laughs> but if they set up a zip line or something like that... <laughs> well, listen, listen, you're, you're one country over from like the country that has like all the cool Airbnb stuff, because like Guatemala... We've we've mentioned this on the podcast, but uh, like there's a bunch of like uh, like workday clones where like they 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 buy a house like on a, on a nice touristy area and then they just invite people who work at like Square or Twitter, mm-hmm. like who work remote to like work there and like you know do like uh, like retreats and shit every day and all that crap. The um, Imperial TikTok House Outpost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. It, it, it's like a TikTok house, but like for people who work like in in fintech. Yeah, the TikTok house is really something otherworldly scary. I don't know. I, don't I, I feel like that's not gonna. I, I don't think that would go well in El Salvador. I think they can absolutely why not. not. <laughs> I'm calling TikTok tonight, and I'm gonna see if I can be the head of this house. Yeah, if you can, if you personally wanna, can manage the. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, gonna be. If, if you try to do that in, in El Salvador, and there's, there's like loads of beautiful places where you can do the exact same thing. Like it's, it, it is a beautiful country. It, it has awesome weather, like all the fucking time. It. I, if, if I could move back right now, I absolutely would. But if you bring a bunch of Bitcoin millionaires over there, like they are losing an appendage. Guaranteed. I mean, yeah, good. Go there. I mean, like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of why I'm like behind this. Oh, you're Bitcoin, saying that they're, yeah. you're saying they're all just going to get murdered. Yes. <laughs> Bitcoin, okay. Those Bitcoin millionaires. They're the reason that Elden Ring isn't coming out till January of next year. Because absolutely. They bought all the graphics cards. Like that's literally the reason. And, they deserve God's punishment in El Salvador. <laughs> um, That's what El Salvador means in Spanish. God's punishment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's oh, wow. the, the savior. Really? They named it after yeah. fucking Jesus and, Christ. And MS-13 is, are his angels in this mission. Yeah. Oh, MS-13 absolutely. is the clergy of El Salvador. <laughs> MS-13 is, is worldwide. Focus. You don't even have to move there. I, I, I remember last or uh, two years ago when I went to, to Europe, I, I, I went to the Cliffs of Moher and there was like a fucking MS-13 tag on the slate. That's so uh, Like on the, on the slate That's fence. That's so cool. Honestly, yeah, it's more awesome. power to them. They've done a lot of good work so far. So yeah, nowhere is safe. Like if if if, 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 if like one of these Mount Gox uh, perverts comes over to El Salvador, yeah, like their 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 time on this planet is is uh, is yeah. 
counting down, you know, TikTok. I just want to get back to the idea about um, using a volcano to mine Bitcoin. Is like there's almost like a folkloric quality about that. It says here uh, that he has instructed state-owned geothermal electric firm Lagio to develop a plan to offer Bitcoin mining facilities using renewable energy from the country's volcanoes. And this is sort of like a. I know a lot of people's complaints about Bitcoin is that it literally is um, putting a. <laughs> Like a um, like I don't know like a major nation state size carbon dioxide emissions mm. into the fucking atmosphere every day to essentially create um, fake money for perverts. Um, but mm. I mean, if it's, if, if it's just if if we look, volcanoes already exist, and if we can harness their energy, their clean energy, to produce uh, to mine more bitcoins. Um, but like, what happens? What happens when the volcano explodes? <laughs> that's, you, that's instead, you get extra Bitcoin. Yeah. It's like a slot machine. You get like little, like if you get like little lava flows, that's like, you know, two cherries. It's like you break even on that roll. But when well, the problem with El Salvador is, like isn't the, the volcanoes jackpot. exploding. Uh, the problem with El Salvador is that it's, well, it, it's a country the size of Connecticut. Yeah. Or, or like the size of Western Mass that has like 17 volcanoes like right, right next to each other. Like the... Uh, major fault lines run through it. Uh, El Salvador, or San Salvador, the, the capital city itself, is in a valley they call the Valley of the Hammocks because, like, every 15 minutes there's like at least a three point something earthquake happening. Okay, like it, okay it, but it, it feels like the apartment above you is 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 fucking the entire time. It's like a 600 <laughs> pound assholes like going at it. But okay, no, but it's this, just the Lord telling you you moved to the wrong place <laughs> to get the this, fuck out of there. This is a question for all of you scientists and doctors on this panel. Uh, how does one mine Bitcoin? Why does it affect the environment at all? <laughs> this is like um, such, this is like a seven-part okay. answer. So, like, I mean, the, the best possible the best possible definition of this, I, I forget who said it, but like, mining Bitcoin is like it's like mining is like a digital process where it's like if you could if running your car's exhaust in a locked garage could solve Sudoku puzzles. When you like, when you like the energy it takes the, for the computing processors to solve the Sudoku puzzles and mint and create a new Bitcoin is like, uh, yeah. But imagine like a million cars running their exhaust constantly to produce like one Bitcoin. It's so can you imagine Bitcoins being in that bad. room? That it's yes, better it than mids, bad. honestly. Better than Dro. Can you imagine so, just smoking car exhaust all day? I'm smoking on <laughs> that ten penny. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine it very well. I can imagine it very, very well. I'm holding a pipe in my hand, and I've been coughing like crazy. I bought this dab package a few days ago, and I thought it was made of silicon. And I was trying to dab outside of the oh, no. amusement park, and I kind of inhaled some plastic. <laughs> Melted this plastic. This is why I don't it's fuck not, with dabs. It's like it's like dabs are it's no too, dabs are dangerous. dangerous. It's a hard it's drug. It's a like, hard it's, drug. It's weed heroin. As soon as they start saying you I, need a you need a, a nail to smoke it, I was like, I'm it's out. So fucked. Like it's, it's so just fucked. like <laughs> I can't even smoke regular weed anymore. All of it dabs feels are, like doing a hard drug. Yeah, dabs are like it's for people who are like the only problem with weed is like I don't depersonalize enough. They're <laughs> <laughs> so evil. Know, it's, it's such evil. an evil drug. It's evil. I hate look, it. I think, look, they should be, I think it should be illegal. Yes. I, actually, I, I've been I've been enjoying getting high more recently. Like now that I live in Spain, because like they they don't sell anything except for mids or hash, and hash is a fucking bitch to smoke. So I only buy yeah. mids nowadays. And hash that, is that's perfect. Chill. I love hash. Hash is, hash is, is awesome. great. It's just a, a bitch to, to to smoke. You gotta I like, like mids you know, like break it up and put it in a doobie. No, oh my God, Ben saying mids are going to come back is triggering. It's, it's no, true. they are. It's true. They, they are. are. They are. People hate. People hate the high potency weed. I mean, that's what Actually, happens um, when you like legalize weed. You like 
hand over the production of this to like like companies that have such an invested interest in making this product as like addictive and high potency as possible so they just have people coming back like we have to let uh yeah. buy poc witches uh <laughs> we need to let them do all the weed production well, in america well, like columbus columbus brought dro with him well, it's like colonial no, no, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, think, yeah. I think i think this is an, another opportunity for president bukale to make el salvador like the bitcoin nation and the official nation of mids where he's just like yeah, hey, we're putting oh mids into yes. production and totally. just like we want all the mids farmers and mids mids entrepreneurs to come move to El Salvador, I think that'll be slightly safer. Y'all, we're I don't, I don't, I don't imagine. <laughs> I don't imagine that that will run afoul of any of uh, you know MS13 or anything. I don't think they won't mind a mids production being moved to El Salvador. Uh, but I think it's well, like, like I, I think it's like you know that boomer thing where it's like if you want a job, show up to any company and start sweeping the floor <laughs> and like be like I will do anything for you. They're like. Like, that, how, you know how I became president of Goldman Sachs? I did that in like <laughs> 1971, and it's like you're lying. Like that, did, that didn't happen. But you do that, like you show up on MS13's territory, and you just start growing like a little mids plant. And you're like, guys, I'll give it to you. I just want to be involved with your project. I'll do anything. I'll work. You guys are just so room. inspiring. I I just love your your entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. does this mean does this mean I can count? Felix, Max, Chris, and William out <laughs> of dabs. Y'all are not going to do dabs. In no. Yeah, no one's doing dabs. Sorry. No. Never. Ever. No. I'm hosting Evil. a live event where I, I get 20 uh, popular podcasters in Good one luck. room and I force them <laughs> and I force them to dab and uh, I release it as a Bravo reality show. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'd, I'd do that. You know, if I get to be on television. We're going to hotbox Terminal 5. In Manhattan, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, gonna we're gonna see a little like uh, like that uh, like like that uh, opera that uh, the Spetsnaz gassed when the <laughs> during the Chechen wars. But it's gonna be weed. It's gonna be dabs. <laughs> Jacques is gonna take out like the top row of Patreon podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't get me started, Felix. He has you. no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get Caller Daddy. We're gonna yeah. get uh, uh, my brother, my brother, and, and me. We're gonna get. Uh, oh no, that would be like, like if you give who's the McElroy brother with the dyed hair, the one who joy faces all the time. <laughs> is Travis. this the people who make good time and uncut? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, Shock. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what what's the question for talking. <laughs> Wait, are you really though? Is this the <laughs> All right, all right. Prime prime blunt rotation. You have Andrei Tarkovsky. The McElroy brothers who made uh, John John Wick or whatever. Uh, uh, Francis uh, Francis Ha. What's her name? Greta The white bitch. Greta Gerwig. Yes. That sorry. They, they all look the same, so I can't remember their names. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Serge Ronan. Uh, Jacques um, and, and, and Nayib Bukele. Virtually yeah. no one I know besides myself. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to love every single one of them, Jacques. I, I guarantee that for you. I think you would get along famously. With which one particularly, all, Felix? All. With Nayib. Uh, the Ma- with the Nayib McElroy brothers. I think no, like the McElroy brothers, I think Jacques could like really like play into their neuroses. Oh, and, like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Constantly oh. make them like... Uh, just make insane confessions. Yeah, S- surprise cameo lost. from the, the Crassus team. Uh, 
I don't even know how to spell that. I don't know if that's Slavic or Polic or what. McElroy? I don't know. Let's let's stop while you're ahead. <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah, but before they, we get canceled in, in, uh, in 2025 for being racist against Polish people. Yeah. I'm not even being racist up. against them. It just sounds like a Polish or an Eastern European or Slavic name. That's a pretty big generalization. I feel like I should get in trouble for this one. <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, moving on to, to I think like the, the, the sort of big big uh, news item that I have for for you all today. Uh, this is oh, like a yes. firecracker bit of uh, media reporting. But I guess I'll just I'll just start by asking Jacques if he's aware of the journalist Yashar Ali. Are you familiar with him or his Twitter account? Oh my God! Like we go way back. We're just <laughs> texting back and forth <laughs> recipes, uh, Israeli. <laughs> Palestine conflict, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so know. True. I don't know who this person is. Okay. This is like a vice person. He's awesome. We okay. love him. So, like, uh, for the rest of the game, like, how how would you describe Yasher if you had to? <sighs> oh God, it's. It, I'm like, like drawing one. a blank. He's like if I John mean, Candy uh, was satanic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I mean, I'm so from, just John Candy from Armed and Dangerous. From, from after Uncle reading Cuff. that article, I, I did gain some respect for him because I'm like, you know what? Like, yeah, go no, off. I, yeah, ben, absolutely. I agree with go you. off. Like, I, I've, I, I've made fun of him before, but after reading this article, like, I, I feel like I've done a 180 and I'm now like a, I'm a Yashar stan. Yeah, I love like, him. He's no, like, I love him. He's yeah, causing I mean, so like, much chaos. Like, dude, like, all he's doing is stealing, he's just stealing from like these rich resistance ladies yeah. and like the Getty family. So, I mean, shit. They're like, practically standing there just holding wads of cash waiting yeah. for anyone to show up and be like, yeah, yeah, I'll be your gay best friend. I'll help you sell art. Dude, he oh. fucking, he made a neat cave. In cash. <laughs> I, I was about to say, this is I fucking this is, love him. I love this the is, idea of like swooping in after Kathy Griffin had her like Donald Trump debacle to be like, listen, Queen, like <laughs> <laughs> this is how we're gonna get you back out there. We're, we're, he, he, we're he applied the the insane uh, like gore makeup to that picture of her or, uh, <laughs> or to, to that mask of uh, Donald Trump. I don't know. Now I, I do. love it. I, I love it. I would do the same fucking thing. I mean, like, yeah, I would totally hang out with Kathy Griffin if I could just squat in her mansion for what? Like until we, she has we to all kick me out. It was like she lived there for like a year until it got to <gasps> yeah. the point where like she her friends went to her apartment or her mansion and they were like, clearly you hate having this man here. Like you're in immense distress because this guy is just like camping out. What are you going to do? Like they, her friends had, had to stage an intervention. To get your char out of her man, yeah. He like, yeah, he, he had like, to sign NDAs. He like engineered it. He yeah, like, what does he look like? Fat. That is oh a very God. good. We question. We can get into there, what there he looks is, like. There, there, there's a is lot he, of debate about that because I mean, if you go by his Twitter Avi, it, it, you may be misled. So he's I mean, very I cute. Get, the Avi's very cute. So yeah, this is this is an LA magazine, the curious rise of Twitter power broker Yashar Ali by Peter Kiefer, and it's um. Just going to uh, go here, I guess, here. I'm just going to skip ahead here. It says, 
today, a dusty skied afternoon in May, he's dressed in an oversized gray T-shirt, blue sweatpants, and the same San Francisco 49ers cap he sports in his youthful Twitter profile photo, which looks like it might have been snapped for his high school yearbook. So, like, already, yeah, like, that, that is it. That is it. Yashaw was not the only knife. one with a cap. Yashaw was not the only one spreading cap in this fucking article. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Just his, wait, his youthful Twitter profile is just a knife in the rib cage already. To, I, I know. mean, it's, it's, it's uh, being very mean to Yashaw. Yeah, this is a bias. This is a biased journalist. I really, I, mean, do, I feel like someone who's like impartial or even sympathetic to Yashaw should have written this. Yeah, I he he already sounds more like a Twitter power bottom than a Twitter <laughs> power broker. No, he's inc- so, he's also incredibly horny on Twitter. He's oh straight my God. or gay? Yes. Is he straight or gay? He's gay. He's living he's, with he's Kathy Gifford. Well, okay. Like, like it says here, he's described as part investigative journalist, part gossip columnist, and part trusted confidant. Ali is a uniquely 21st century media personality. An openly gay Iranian-American convert to Catholicism who claims he attends mass three times a week, he sends out an average of 60 tweets a day, a manic jumble of jokes, news bites, and gossipy commentary about politics, media, aviation safety, the royal family, Scientology, <laughs> gay heartthrobs, wildlife preservation, and bathlinus. I do the exact same thing, and, uh, except that I'm not fat. That's the reason why I don't have as many followers as him. If I was fat, I, w- I would fucking rule the internet. Is okay? this I'm, I'm the me? one tweeting pictures of like fucking up cocks and balls and also like uh, like on this day like the dc6 had its first flight like back to back he does the exact same shit and he has like so many fucking it's so it's so insane be like i'd be like i'm taking the day off because i'm still too upset about my good friend anthony bourdain passing away three i know okay but then then, then the next thing you are t is a guy is a guy smoking a cigarette in his asshole (laughs) yeah yasher me and yasher I want to clarify, like, full disclosure, me and Yasha are MUFAs. Um, <laughs> we have talked about orangutans on the timeline before. Uh, mm. We're allies in the fight for animal conservation. Mm. I mean, yeah, he does take very seriously. Uh, he's a big elephant Make you guy. brothers or something? Yeah. Um, or lovers? What the fuck? No, we're just, we're allies. Okay, but he, in, in the article, it was like, he appears, but in only, his silhouette is, is darkened or something. Like, know, even when he does an interview, he's not even going like full, full lighting, full face. <laughs> yeah. Um, so is there, there's a couple. There's a lot of really good, like, like comments or like quotes in this article. So I'm just gonna read it here. It says, "I asked him to suggest a few acquaintances who might comment about him." And he replied by sending a spreadsheet listing the personal emails and <laughs> cell phone numbers of more than 40 boldface names, including. Actresses Busy Phillips, Mandy Moore, and Kristen Davis, along with Piers Morgan, Axios's Mike Allen, Politico's Stam Sign, talk show hosts Megan McCain and Abby Huntsman, and Irina Briganti, the much feared head of communications at Fox News. CNN president well, that spreadsheet. I love when Sorry, they that, when that spreadsheet the, is is uh, is the like the Epstein Black Book for gay people. <laughs> uh, if you're on that C- spreadsheet, you have zero future. I'm sorry. CNN President Jeff Zucker, number six on Ali's list, is usually a difficult guy to reach, but he quickly jumped on the phone to talk about his friend. It's like, this is yeah, an amazing she- hit list. I'm going yeah. <laughs> to get a copy of Yashar, please. <laughs> Yashar's, had the, Yashar's had this incredible Twitter feed with several personalities within it, he said. He's not just an investigative reporter. He's not just an anim- animal lover. He's not just a bon vivant and man about town. He's all of those <laughs> things, and that's actually bon what makes him so. That's the sound he makes so when he walks around. 
okay, I just don't understand how he how someone who's a, a Huff Post contributor has gotten to this pa- point of power. Well, Jacques, that's the that's the I'm, interesting thing about this article is that it's 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 like a lot of this stuff doesn't add up and it never really mm-hmm. comes to any satisfying conclusion why this like a guy he used like started out in movies and then was like Gavin Newsom's assistant and then it was like a sometime Huffington Post contributor has this like such all this juice with like all these different people who are like high up in the media. Um and in fact, it gets it gets it gets even weirder because um, wait, it says uh, hold on, let me just find it. Okay, so it goes: How Ali acquired so many powerful supporters is a bit of a mystery. Even his closest allies are a bit fuzzy about how they met. I don't remember how we became friends, says New York Times Washington correspondent Maggie Haberman. Zucker has a hard time recalling too. That's a really good question. How do I know Yashar? So does C- <laughs> so does CNN anchor Jake Tamper. I couldn't tell you how we met, but suddenly he was a presence in my life. A wonderful one, he says. It just feels like he's always been in my life, but I don't know that I've ever met him in person. So, like, when I read this, like, Yashark sort of sounds like Robert Blake in Lost Highway. Like, you're just at a party, and he just, he just, he just appears and is just like, I'm in your house right now. I've always been there. And you're like, oh, Yashar, he's a bon vivant and a raconteur and an animal rights activist, and he's just, he's just there. How'd you get inside my house? invited me. It is not my custom to go where I am not wanted. Who are you? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there, there, they talk about him like he has like a, a, a permanent table at Elaine's. Like, he, he's just, like, it, I don't know, man. Like, uh, uh, like, this list is a list of people who are too stupid to know, like, when they meet a new person. Like, they're just so aloof and and out of it all the time. Like Jake Tapper in particular, like he's just so monumentally dumb. It, it, it's like, I, I don't think this means much in particular, but, but yeah, like he, he seems like that, like, like that kind of leech that would just show up out of nowhere. He has untrustworthy eyes. <laughs> totally. Disagree. No, he's just, he's just, <laughs> I, I think he's, he's cute. I think just shows cute. I would trust him. Okay. First of all, how does someone who's supposed to be a celebrity confidant, Wear a hoodie and a baseball. Okay, cap well, you're looking at the Avi. You're looking at his yeah, Twitter Avi, which is heavily, heavily edited. He does not. And look it like looks that in fine. It looks cute, but like, what's, what, what, how do I find the, the other one? There, there are real pictures of him. I'm sure everyone has seen the real pictures of. Well, there's one. There's one screen cap of Yashar on CNN where you, he's, you know, not wearing a hoodie, not edited, and it's yeah, a, very, very different. There's a Twitter. There's a Twitter subtweet called uh, Yashar Ali Catfish. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he, he's trying to look like the like the chocolate uh, or like the the brown M and M, but he's looking like uh, one of those. Oh my god! I'm just one of those nasty M- or, yeah jelly beans. He he looks twenty years younger. He looks like a a twink on. And this is their MySpace picture. Yeah, and then on CNN he looks like he eats over seven soft pretzels an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, one interesting tidbit when it comes to his Avi, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but like he's he's absolutely and and very visibly like squared off like his uh, like his skull shape. He's like there's some out, like, like very the obvious of it. Oh, yeah, or, wait to make that, him look like, make himself look more angular. Yeah, making yes. himself wow. like, look, look a, less fat. Honestly, what a king! I respect him I love so him. much. I love well, him. Let's get into some of his some of his better um, better better moves that he's made here. So it says here. Yes, I mean this is time, all a king king shit. Over time, Ali became less concerned with City Hall minutia than with building relationships at the Bay Area's power elite. This is talking about when he was Gavin Newsom's assistant when he was San Francisco mm. uh, mayor. Who's Gavin Newsom? <laughs> uh, 
he's, he's, he's the governor of California. G- gacked up Gavin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he used I'm to sorry, be the sorry. mayor of uh, San Francisco, right? Now he's the... I've only the, been the, to L.A. twice, so I don't... Uh, this is... I've only been it's not important. It's okay. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jacques has never been invited to a to an Ed Buck uh, party, so he doesn't really know. <laughs> no, but I've only been invited to Angel Buck's parties. <laughs> <laughs> his, his job with Newsom brought him into frequent contact with the city's wealthy and well-connected donors. None more impressive than Susie Tompkins Buell, the billionaire co-founder of apparel brands eSpirit and The North Face is also one of the Democratic Party's top donors. She's given tens of millions to support the presidential campaigns of Bill Clinton, Al Gore, John Kerry, and her close friend, Hillary Clinton. Ali and Buell first met at a political dinner around 2008 and soon became very friendly, trading small talk at political events and gossip over drinks. As their relationship deepened, he advised her on art purchases, helped her recoup a valuable book that had been stolen, and organized an auction of her furniture. I love the detail about helping her recoup a valuable book that had been stolen. It's like, like he's like Johnny Depp's character in The Ninth Gate, and the book is like the Necronomicon or something. Yeah, he probably like, he probably engineered the theft yeah, of that no, book. That, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, how would you get the yeah. book back? He was charging, sure, and he was yeah. charging fees for all of it. Where he's like, yeah, "Oh, I'll yeah. sell your art. I'm taking a very generous." He, like, he was getting his bag. Let's let's be completely honest. And and you know what? We absolutely stand that. Yeah. We absolutely probably, stand that. He's like Littlefinger from Game of Thrones, but like if all Littlefinger wanted was like a, a man cave in a celebrity's house and like retweets. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Sorry, I don't, I don't think- watch. The Devil's Show. I don't get right, the reference. I'm sorry. I, I wish I could be the same type of person, like how Yashar is to like these these lib dullards. Like I wish I could be the same type of person, uh, like as for like Amy Therese, uh, Red Kahina, uh, <laughs> Doctor Naomi Wolf, like th- th- those kinds of cranks. Red. Like that would be so fucking awesome. Can you imagine like be like being the guy who like delivers Red Kahina's like uh, government dementia medicine or whatever, like. <laughs> Uh, you, you get to live in, 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 a, in a spare room in her like rent controlled twenty twenty five dollar a month apartment in the upper upper west side that she's lived in since the eighties. Like it, it must be so nice. This is here. Uh, by then, Ali had also befriended heiress Adria, uh, Ariadne Getty, a member of the San Francisco based oil dynasty that has backed Newsom throughout his political career. Ali and the heiress, an extremely private person who in recent years has been a major donor to LGBTQ causes became close to Ali's work for Newsom, and soon he was flying in regularly from San Francisco to visit Getty at her $14 million condo at the Beverly Hills Montague. But sources say that their relationship began to sour after Ali began borrowing large sums of money from her in 2012. In a civil complaint she filed against Ali in 2017, Getty claims that the loans totaled $179,000. The former friends reached an agreement under which Ali promised to pay the heiress back in monthly installments. He made only two of those payments before defaulting, according to court documents. The debt is still outstanding. But like, pimp, if you're pimp, the heiress to that's the Getty, Texas right there. If, if you're the heiress to the Getty fortune, like. I know. Lending some How Twitter guy so easy two hundred thousand dollars is that's that's pocket change for you. And like you, if if you if if you lend someone that sum of money and you are the Getty heiress, I don't think you should be like I don't think they should be required to pay you back. No. Yeah. Did you all. earn that? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, yeah, if I've yeah. learned anything from Unsolved Mysteries, it's that the rich can always be manipulated and charmed <laughs> out of their money and into your, their wills and hearts. That is, that is like so every true. episode <laughs> about an old woman being befriended by a... It's all about your char. European your char is man. in every single episode. 
<laughs> 20, 20 years of unsolved mysteries and all it's always it's all been him. Yashar yeah, the, the season recap episode is just Yashar in, in an empty studio just like uh, live tweeting Yashar runs his own scam tele, te, um, like telemarketing scam as well 24-7 yeah he's subletting this, for me that paragraph in particular had me like it, it made me eat my words like I, I used to be like one of those uh, like rose emoji guys on Twitter that that was like, yeah, posting isn't practice. You need to, or praxis. You need to actually go out and like, I don't know, like donate to buy POC small businesses or whatever. But like uh, Ali is is doing the work here. Like Yashar mm-hmm. is is is, is 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 fully mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I mean, he is the he is the one who is your average Twitter guy. He has sure. done more to like make posting praxis. If, if through posting he is he is conning these fucking like inconscionable rich women out of like yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, I mean, what's, what, yeah. what's, the, worst, what's the worst work. thing he's done was like getting Alison Roman fired from her job, which is like, yeah, maybe like a little ethically was, tricky, but it's like, no one, no one's losing here. Like she's going to be fine. Like it doesn't matter. You know, I, mean, I, I don't, ag- I don't agree with that, yeah. but it's also like, it was probably for the greater good. It totally. probably like led to him like cohabitating with like, you know, the great granddaughter of the guy who founded Halliburton <laughs> and then like using that money to like get postmates and give to elephants and gibbons. Yeah, and she's so, like, she's gonna be fine. If anything, it's gonna help yeah. her. Like she has a she has a much higher name recognition now. I mean, the only bad part about that is that you're doing it on Chrissy Teigen's behalf, which is I think <laughs> well, I think yeah, demonic. Okay, yeah, that, demonic. That's, yeah. that's the only damaging part of Yashar's yeah. career is his his unparalleled standing of Chrissy Teigen and his ability <laughs> yeah. to his ability to obliterate any of her enemies and disappear them. Entirely. But you know the the thing he is, he was like, like her Varys. But he's turned. He's kind of turned on all of these people, and he will like you know put bad press out about um, the former people he was leeching off of once they you know kind of betray him in some perceived way. Once they so kick him out. <laughs> Chrissy could, her head could be on the chopping block soon enough. Like if they have a falling out, we're getting Chrissy Teigen Epstein plane receipts from your char. <laughs> I mean, if, if Chrissy and John, if Chrissy and John legend don't keep the money flowing to those elephants, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be a problem for them. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say. Um, so it says here, I mean, like he went on to uh, persuade this woman Buell to auction off her world-class selection of mid-century <laughs> photographs for which he took a hefty commission. My man. <laughs> so, Hell yeah, dude. How much do you think photograph. he made? How much do you think? Like hundreds of thousands? Off um, of yeah, a commission really? on an auction like that? Insane. Yeah, I would say like the six figures easy. God, what a um, So now here we get into the, the Kathy Griffin part of it. So it says here, uh, by then Ali had found a new friend. In the spring of 2017, comedian Kathy Griffin's life was quickly unraveling following a photo shoot, a photo shoot in which she posed holding a prop resembling Donald Trump's decapitated head. Death threats poured in by the thousands. Griffin was promptly fired from her gig at CNN. Venues canceled her upcoming comedy tour, and lucrative endorsement deals disappeared overnight. The Secret Service launched an investigation. Griffin was as radioactive as a celebrity could get. Desperate, she turned to an unlikely saver, savior one of her favorite Twitter personalities who's often been complimentary about her on the platform. She DM'd Ali, and as fate would have it, they discovered a weird connection. They both attended the same high school in Chicago. I mean, again, this is just like this weird thing that everyone... It does like, none of it makes like, sense. They've always He's known each other. Artist. And it's, uh, yeah. it's sort of like in, a, in Blood Meridian, where like all the characters had like, have, like independently <laughs> met Judge Holden before the narrative <laughs> starts. It's just like they, they all like weirdly run into him like for in yeah. their past, and like he's just always been there. And it's all just been this culmination of him 
like the gravity of of his just in sort of incalculable like uh, Gnostic archon like uh, power, just drawing people yeah. in. And, but like from the I moment they were he's the he's the er NPC. I thought you said also he's from Iran. Did he grow up in Chicago he's, or yeah, Iran? He's Iranian American, I believe. Yeah, I think his parents his parents are from Iran, but um, I mean that makes, that checks out too. <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know where you're going there, Chuck. I'm just thinking. Yeah, you're you thinking. Know, yeah, I know. I get it. I'm, I get it. You know. But yeah, no, I love I the feel- Kathy Griffin thing. I I would imagine like if I were to do this, it would be like fuck Kathy Griffin. I have nowhere else to stay. The Getty heiress kicked me out. I've got to go to like the lowest of the low, the most desperate of the desperate, which is Kathy Griffin, who's just like you know renowned hag needs to have a gay guy around her at all times. So like you go, yes. you start crashing at the mansion. You would have to hang out with her for like two weeks. But then you're like, okay, I've put I've put my penny in the emotional piggy bank. I'm now like creating a, a man cave upstairs and just like avoiding <laughs> her at all costs and making that work for like eight months is just it's so sick. So what now, else we, we didn't get this detail in the in the article, but what are the odds? Piss jars, yay or nay? You guys think? <laughs> piss jar. Oh, I I've as someone who had to use piss jars due to extenuating circumstances of having a lofted bedroom, uh, we spot our own. But I don't think he does it habitually. I think he's like, you know, he's been in a situation where he, he's it's more optimal to do that. I would pee in a jar to avoid. I'd pee in a jar to avoid <laughs> Kathy Griffin. Yeah. Felix, like, who are you? To share her bathroom. I wish. <laughs> Um, so oh, so he says, uh, um, uh, says here, um, initially they discussed simply doing an interview to clear up the Trump matter. But as their relationship grew closer, Ali morphed into Griffin's unofficial advisor and shadow publicist. He introduced Griffin to sympathetic journalists, schooled her in the intricacies of social media and strategized about which publications and late night talk shows would best serve her career rehabilitation. Eventually. And, and it worked. It worked. Yeah, she's back. Um, yeah. so this is great. On one evening in the fall of 2018, Griffin invited journalist Joan Walsh, the national affairs correspondent for the Nation and former political analyst for CNN and MSNBC, to join her for dinner. After Ali made an appearance, Walsh began probing Griffin about the nature of her relationship with him. Walsh says she got the sense that Griffin wanted Ali to leave but was too intimidated to force the issue. I completely believe that she was uncomfortable and maybe even afraid, and I sympathize with her, said Walsh. After listening to Griffin's story and seeing her evident anxiety, Walsh told her host, Kathy, you got yourself a grifter. You have to get him out of here. <laughs> and I just... Hater. 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 Cop. 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 Your Shar walks in and Kathy Griffin's like kicking this woman under the table and like blinking at her like, help. <laughs> help. <laughs> I just love that, like, when in your social circle, when Joan Walsh is the most perceptive one, like, no, no wonder you've got a Yashar living in your fucking garage or whatever. Again, I'm going to go back to it. This sounds exactly like every old person being scammed on. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's all these older women who are like, I'm too scared to kick out this 40 year old fag who's controlling all my money now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Asked about this trail of tarnished relationships, Ali says that NDAs he assigned with Getty, Griffin, and Beale limit his ability to respond to their version of events. I have grappled a lot with entering into codependent relationships of all sorts over the past decade, he explains in an email. Wanting to fix things and wanting to fix too much was one of my dysfunctional behaviors. It's something I've talked about in therapy at length and something I've worked past, but it still makes me sad when I think about it. 
Oh, so, I'm sad I mean, too. <laughs> by the way, I mean, I, I will, guys, send, send the audio and I will send you the NDAs to, uh, to sign in order for this episode to be published. <laughs> Do you think it'd yeah, be too hard to reach out? after Jacques uh, let out the, the F bomb. This is going to be, be too in the hard vault. to reach out to this Yahoo Ashar guy, Ali. <laughs> I think he, he, he might be unreachable at the moment. I think he's, he's at capacity, I'd imagine. <laughs> I feel like this is, I, I should flip it. And I should scam him. The scammer should become the scammy. Yeah. Can you walk us through how you would do yeah, that? Yeah, how you, how you. Okay, well. Um, Wait, I mean, hold on. <laughs> let me preface this by saying that that if in our in on seeking arrangements, if any of us, if Ben or I, like mentioned Jock scamming, like if if those two words come together at all, episode over. It doesn't matter if it's like twenty minutes in, an hour in, like five minutes mm. in. Ep, ep, you have to start over. This is like the YouTube. So try carefully, Jock. This is the like the YouTube people who target telemarketers, scam artists, mm-hmm. and like expose them. This is the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm ah. gonna get y- Yashar Ali at his own game, and I'm gonna take all the money. You're he gonna made become back. friends with Kathy Griffin before he can. <laughs> you out scam him. Is what you red-haired do. women have always loved me. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why Kathy. Amy Adams, wouldn't. watch out. You're gonna be getting yeah, contacted very soon. What's that? What's that? KKK princess <laughs> Ellie Kemper. Call- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, this Actually, is, oh she's, my God. She's, she's in a very vulnerable she's, place she's right in now. She's a very vulnerable position. Yeah. She is fresh meat for any gay guy who needs to scam Ellie Kemper. Please Dude, drop it, in. Find you yourself. You can- find yourself. A, get you a veiled prophet, fellas. Yes. If your that's, girl that's is like a, you held Ellie Kemper yes. out of that, that's a good nine month stay at her mansion. Uh, her uh, her I Titus. Mean, we, we, the, we can just recruit recruit Matt. To do that, her, we could just dress him up in robes, and, and he'll be like a perfect fit. <laughs> yes, her castmate Titus has already gone off his limbs to prove <laughs> that she's innocent and fine. I'm sure it's so, like I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, if, if I, I was nineteen, fine. Yeah, if I, like, if fine. I was nineteen and in a beauty pageant, I wouldn't be paying attention to the moral and ethnic <laughs> uh, background yeah, a, of this. You're a beauty I'm pageant a anyway. You're getting gawked at. Jacques, yeah. Jacques was crowned like the prince of a yellow king ceremony. Jacques was Miss Carcosa yeah. three years running. Yeah. I used to. Just I didn't pay attention to all the weird shit. That was I, used, I, I used to have this. Was it a cave? Y'all, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I had no clue. Y'all, shut up. I didn't know what they were doing. Look, I didn't know that that pageant was sponsored by the Grey Wolves. I thought it was a complete... I thought it was the Maroon Wolves, which are fine. But, um... No, I mean, whatever. Get it get it how you get it. Money, you know, I'm just jealous of this guy. Yeah, yeah I'm money. incredibly jealous of Richard. Keep, no, keep your he head up, owns, King. Yeah, no. The, the only thing that, that, that I still, like, my only hang-up about him now still, and, and this is, like, new information, I guess, like, because it... it the, f- the first time I learned about it was from this article is that he goes to mass three times a week and that, that is complete freak behavior. Yeah. Even the religious people only go once or twice a week. The, Don't the, even try to push The that. only person who I know for a fact goes more than once a week to mass is my mother. And my mother has, has uh, spoken to, to my family, to my dad in, in front of his face like, and been like, yeah, like when you die, I want to be, I'm going to become a nun. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like taking my vows. Like she, she's like that heavy. Like we're going on, on, on a trip to fucking Medjugorje this summer. Like she wants to go see where the Virgin Mary appeared to a bunch of like Bosnian children in the eighties. <laughs> Latinas love the church, you know, nothing you can do about it. 
Max always tries to out Catholic me with his little stories of the old world. Fuck you. <laughs> Lafayette, Lafayette, Louisiana is the most Catholic place in Max the United States. Max speaks Latin. Yeah. Shut the shut up. That doesn't. I, that I, doesn't I can have you exercise, Jacques. Jacques, you can't yeah. even talk about like being Catholic. You 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 start like. Uh, My like grandmother like had seventeen children. <laughs> I think that's a Cajun you, thing. They don't you, they don't let you need yeah, no, water because no, it'll turn just, into vinegar. <laughs> yeah, Max is like the only gay guy who like banks with Vatican omibliere. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, look. This is this is this is how Catholic I am, and how I am more Catholic than Max's mom. Okay, let's hear by it. proximity of my family. Wow, you're we calling have, his mom out. Wow, uh, our family has a signed document from Pope John. <laughs> Francis the second. Your grandson is demonic. You need to kill him now. (laughs) (laughs) Your grandson is Satan respawn. You must you must get rid of him. (laughs) Fuck y'all. Look, I got I got I got plenty of weed to smoke. I don't need this shit. That was like a pillowcase. Jesus Christ. Wait, drug. Sorry, sorry, it was a joke. What does the note say? What is the, what note? The, from the Pope. Uh, oh, it was it's this blessing the family. Oh, it's, it's a, it's yeah. A, it's my, a, my family has, has one of those. They have one of those from 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 Pope uh, John Paul II, which like, you, okay, you, you, you said his name wrong, bitch. Buy. Yeah, from Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. My Pope, Pope Jimmy I, I, John. <laughs> Pope Jimmy John the Fourth. This is how Catholic my 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 parents are. I I my first communion was at the at the papal nuncio's private chapel in San Salvador. I I, I yeah, like it, it's insane. How Catholic they are! Look, I'm sorry, but your 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 mother probably had these documents. For they're forged. <laughs> forged, yeah, they're forged. They're, yeah, I don't, they're I don't, yeah, I highly doubt the Pope would dot his eyes with a little heart. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I have to become a nun myself to out Catholic, please, your mom, try, please, please try to become a nun. Please, please do that. If, if, Hey, look! If someone will, if someone please will go to purchase, a nunnery, they will call the police. On if someone, <laughs> Jacques, if get, someone get thee will, to a nunnery. Yeah. If someone will just purchase me a nun outfit or a priest outfit, I will fully walk around. Okay, that's um, not being record. a nun. That's having a nun costume. <laughs> I will imposter a nun for as long as it takes to prove that I am a Catholic. I will prove I am a Catholic. <laughs> Oh my god! I love how that laugh broke. Yeah, what was that? Jesus oh, yeah. Christ! Oh, that better have been recorded. Y'all keep that in the recording. <laughs> demons on the in the fucking. Yeah. It's probably it's probably the ghost of ghost in the machine. That's probably the ghost of the Yashar starting to haunt us now. Yeah, um, Yashar prayed for though. for our Zoom call to get fucked up. Does he get a whiff of this? Do you think? Oh, I fucking hope so. Listen, well, seeking arrangements in order to I, get I, big, I, we, we need to have like big beef with it, with like someone else online. We, we, we've tried with so that. many people, but like they, they just don't like they like us too much. We tried it with, with Pot About List. We called Patrick Gay. Didn't work. Uh, we, 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 uh, we were very anti-Semitic against Felix when he when he came on. That's didn't true. work. No, still love that us. was a misunderstanding. I was trying to call Felix a guy <laughs> and it came out the wrong way. <laughs> That is a complete misconception. That is not exa- at all what happened. Chris is nodding and saying, yes, Jacques is right. Jacques is the innocent one in this situation. Jacques, I have to say, regardless of how I felt about it, I knew it was a mistake. The ADL still recorded it as a hate crime. 
Fuck! I cannot have another suit from the ACLU! <laughs> what are you looking it's, at, Ben? It's not a big deal. I, I got the same call. I don't know. My audio is fucked. We can hear you now, yeah. I think you're on a different input, though. Yeah. I have you no need idea to change your input from top to bottom. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Okay. okay ben back. is back, Sorry. everyone. Ben just went to a, a retreat <clears throat> on making craft pine. Sorry, I, hope fuck I don't know. I don't really ben know. Ben what let the douche water out. Uh, we started getting ready for the podcast. Uh, we we're all wearing costumes <laughs> and uh, we took our prep. Not There's this awesome no. new trans rap anthem, and the the like chorus of part of the song is like "I douche out, I douche do douche out." It's so good. Hey, what has ha- what's happened to the episode recently? <laughs> completely <laughs> off the rails. I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read uh, what just uh, just one last paragraph about your you shower here. Oh, please, please, I've been waiting so, so much. I've been. Uh, just to close it out here. It says uh, a few weeks ago, Ali's Twitter feed took a decidedly darker turn. Just days, be- just days before this, just days oh, no. before this story went to press. In the midst of fact checking, he shared on Twitter that he was suffering from suicidal ideations. Going to bed, hoping not, hoping to not wake up. He wrote, his revelations about his suicidal thoughts continued for well over a week, prompting concern and warm words of support from thousands of people, including his eclectic mix of bold-faced friends. Everyone from Rabbi Volpe, the the famed rabbi of Temple Sinai, <laughs> to, atheist, to, to atheist Sam Harris offered words of encouragement. An array of public figures from Megyn Kelly, quote, you are too important to too many people. To Valerie Jarrett, to Sarah Silverman, quote, we got you. To Mark Duplass, quote, value the shit out of you, chimed in. Even, even Trump lawyer Jenna Ellis expressed concern, quote, love you, friend. It was more proof, though sometimes he can't see it. That people care for Yashar Ali, and I would just like Dude, to add, I, I would just like why, to add why? to that list of bold-faced celebrity names: Will Menneker mm-hmm. and Felix Biederman. Absolutely, yes. Yashar, keep your head up, King. Yeah, sure why, you fucking why? rock. Dude, hit up, hit up Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper is probably uh, available for. Why Trump's is he <laughs> friends with Trump's lawyer? Why is it's, it's why is it's like a, any 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 <laughs> woman who like is got fi- got fillers in the wrong way. Will like is like I need him. I need him. Meg in my Ryan. Life. He's never messed with Meg Ryan. He pre- probably because she isn't on Twitter. Like Meg Ryan probably yeah. isn't really active online, and that's how Yashar gets in. Yeah. If, if, if your Susan veneers Sarandon? are fucked up, then then like you are on the short list for Yashar to like glom onto you like a remora. Yeah. If you like, if your teeth were fucked up, and then you like started making like two million dollars a year when you were like thirty eight, and you're like, oh, I need to get veneers, but like you went to a dentist to put them in like upside down, so you don't have a gummy smile anymore, but it is like it looks like off. Like yeah, she's yeah, yeah. living in your house. This sounds like a really scary prophecy for me. This sounds like my future. Yeah. This is scary. Well, Not the we'll two see. million, just the, the dentist putting my teeth in upside down. Okay. Well, I mean, I think if Yasher lived in your house, like after you become famous and rich, like I feel like that would be, you know, an unstoppable force versus an immovable object. I think no, I feel like that's the one house Yashar would leave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't like doing dabs. There would be there yeah, would be like be dab, right. too much dabs. There would be like a big like human sized pot of gumbo. If Jacques was like a multi-millionaire, 
There'd be some awesome <laughs> shit in that house. God, there would be like there would be a water slide. Like there house. would be like a, a band of like musical crocodiles. <laughs> oh my god! Look, gum, gumbo is not cheap. So if I was rich, I would be eat gumbo a lot more often than I already. No, am. gumbo's fucking awesome. It's like the best stew in the world. <gasps> you know what? Best. Maybe I can uh, bring some rue to New York, and I can make y'all a huge batch of gumbo. That would be fantastic. That would be oh my so god! Yes. Okay, literally, listen to this. And you I can, will fly. You can, you, you can use my kitchen and then just not leave. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, oh, it's too, it's too late. It's yeah, too late to call Jacques, Uber. Uh. Jacques, Jacques can be the, like, Yashar. Jacques is to you guys what Yashar is to resistance. Uh, yes. Whitely. Yes. Okay. That's Jacques market. You just go after like white. Yep. Listen, listen to how special this gumbo will be. I will bring the last of my frozen sausages from Louisiana. In an ice bag to New York, just to make this gumbo. Okay, this this was a batch of sausage that um, almost got Jacques kicked out of the airport because they wouldn't <laughs> let him bring it onto the plane. <laughs> this is this, no, 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 no. The the meat was overweight because there was too much dry ice in the bag. And I bought like sir the the plate is too small for the amount of meat. You I bought a slab of dry ice that was twenty five pounds, and they said they had oh a my and, god, and and they, and they said they had a limit of dry ice that had to be fifteen pounds. So I am sitting with my bare hands. <laughs> I'm sitting with my bare hands using a t shirt, breaking up this dry ice in the airport. In the airport. security guards <laughs> looking at me like. Oh it's like you're building a bomb <laughs> in the airport. Parody. It just That's such like, a funny bill- parody. Billowing clouds of like mist pouring out of the Hudson News as you attempt to break down the dry ice sausage. Well, it was packaging. so funny. They can't tell it if, was it's, fu- if it's if it's uh, dry ice sublimating or if it's dab smoke. Well, it was like, so funny because I was walking away and I was leaving. I was leaving, going inside like my flight was about to leave i had to rush to do this dry ice and i'm turning and looking behind me and the fucking trash can that i've thrown the dry ice into is just like oozing out fog like a oh Halloween my god this is at an airport jesus christ how did you not get arrested oh my god the security guard once 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 i told the security guard what was going on he totally understood and he and he he was fine well, Jacques has like a, a Tom and Jerry situation. You told Albert Jacques, what did you, I need to know what you said? Oh my god! Look, I got too much meat. The meat weight doesn't add up with the the ice weight. I have to take some of the ice out so I can bring more meat home. And he was he was fine. Oh this. yeah, he understood. People people in Louisiana understand meat. There's not. There's, yeah, I guess it's it is a, it is basically a third. Oh my god! Yeah, they, they, should, they should make their own uh, like their their currency. They they, they should accept Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. They should one up. Uh, Naib, <laughs> have any of you Al Chappies ever been to Louisiana? Uh, no, but actually, uh, yeah, no. Several times, my sister got her PhD in Louisiana. I have, uh, oh. I have never been to Louisiana, but I'm hoping to go this year. It's uh, we're so love Louisiana. We're like, you know, don't 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 write anything in stone yet. But we we would we are we are our our dream is to do a Halloween show in New Orleans this year. Yeah. Oh my. I'll- Let's do stuff with audiences this year, and that's one of the things we really want to do. Listen to this. It's so Y'all beautiful. want Halloween in New Orleans? I got the venue already set up. I will call them tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but the capacity right. is like 300, 400. Is that enough? Yeah, we'll make it work. 
We got we got to see how many people we have down there, but yeah, we're looking at a lot of shit. We're, well, listen, if Pierre we're really trying Pierre to get on the shows up, here. you got to go before Pierre it shows up to that thing. Uh, capacity is going to go down by like 150, like uh, or, or 200. That man is Pierre Saint Pierre is very large. Uh, yeah, Pierre very, very Saint large. Pierre is that? I thought you were talking about Pierre's Morgan. Uh, okay, yeah, it's your former governor. You know, people don't ever tell me. People it's okay. they don't tell it's me okay. anything. They don't tell me anything. It's yeah. not fucking fair. Sorry, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so wrap it up for today. I'd like to thank our guest, uh, Seeking Arrangements, and, and and a special thank you to uh, thank you uh, Supreme Chaos Agent Jacques for a really <laughs> yes. thank oh you. Oh this episode. Amazon gift card goes to Jacques Aww, for riff yay. of the week. Jacques, no, Jacques, <laughs> you're legitimately so happy we could finally have you on. I, uh, I'm, I, I could not even express how grateful I am to finally have the opportunity. I, I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. You're going to be getting that. You're going to be getting that call from a Hollywood exec anyway. Uh, finally, I can make a show like Girls, but called, <laughs> but called, mm-hmm. but it'll be called in exactly. <laughs> <Days>. <laughs> Okay. All right. Great. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you.